The Cleveland Browns still have some work to do at the wide receiver position, even after the acquisition of Amari Cooper. The draft will offer the best possible fits for the Browns to close out that room. We're going to get deep into that with the OBR's Jake Burns here on your latest Locked on Browns. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast. With your host, Jeff Lloyd, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your favorite daily Browns podcast. We appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out, whatever podcast platform you use. Make sure you're following or subscribed to the Locked On Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. Had a great conversation the other evening with Jake Burns. We decided to cross-promote this show between his show and my show. So we discussed a ton of you know filling out that Browns wide receiver room, most of which is going to come through the NFL draft. So Jeff Lloyd, Jake Burns, we're going to chop it up. Uh, draft wide receivers on your latest Locked On Browns. That's exactly right, Jeff. So we are going to uh, cover the football team because that's what we're all ultimately paid to do. So we are going to throw up questions that you guys have, move forward here, and I will try to get to them as best I can. I think the thing that is really interesting, Jeff, as it came out today, is this conversation around the, the extra pick. This pick that we did not know was out there. Movie fans 721 throwing out. Browns lost an extra fourth round pick, which is strange. I don't know. Do you know of anything around this, why both teams have announced terms, and then all of a sudden it comes across the wire as a changed deal? It seems, I don't know, Jeff, not putting a conspiracy hat on here, but it does seem strange to see an extra pick added in. Not a, not a big deal, but, I mean, the Browns had, 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 had as many picks as any team outside of New York in the first 118 still in this draft. Now, all of a sudden, you lose one. It gets, it's just interesting. I don't know why that would come about later. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Can you think of any time you've seen it? I, I don't know. And look, I mean, conspiracy theory or not. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if this is as close to the one yard line as this deal was, if Houston said, we're not doing this unless we get pick 117 at this point, yeah, pick 117, it's all yours. Um, I do love the fact that I've done about three or four radio spots over the last 24 hours and trying to paint this out as far as the compensation package, saying, well, the Browns still have five of the top 117 picks in this draft. Mm -hmm. Um, So anybody who caught those, I I apologize. Nobody knew this was coming. Um, And to be honest, no insider broke this. I mean, this was not given to us by somebody within the league. This was by somebody who was monitoring the transaction wire. I know Jack Duffin was one of those guys who was on it today. He said, you know, he put it out there before most of the major, uh, you know, reporters did. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe did, you know, did Cleveland maybe say to Houston, hey, could you just kind of keep that one under wraps? Um, but, I mean, at this point, you know, if you you were this far into it, I don't think pick 117 would have said, been the, nope, can't do it. That's it. I mean, you know, you this was heavily invested in both sides. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, it, you know, for everybody who's been doing their mock drafts, trying to you know, figure out the way it looks now where there is no first-round pick, Certainly changes things. Um, you know, the Browns do still have seven picks. I mean, I was one that uh, took the mental fart on it. Case Keenan was unloaded for a seventh round pick over the weekend. So the Browns still hold collectively seven picks in this draft. Um, it, it seems weird. Um, you know, you'd love some explanation. Um, but let's be honest. I mean, as far as looking for explanations right now, 
as far as this deal. If it's about pick 117, that's probably not what we're looking for right now. I'm sure there's people who no. are looking for a lot more significant you know, explanations. But let's yeah, the, there, there's this wasn't going to stop the trade. I, I don't think I don't think it was. Uh, I mean, it's not a it's not a big, big deal or anything. It's just it's just strange. I don't really know. And maybe we'll get an answer on this in the press conference if somebody gets a chance to ask it or we can figure out from a reporter here in the coming days of like why this thing was held out and why maybe like they added it late. Was there something to all of this uh, that they wanted to add late? Why they did it? There has to be a reason. E each team announced it. The Texans want to show off all the things they received. The Browns want to get it over with. I don't know why they would want this to come out again. It's weird. But anyway, we'll see if an answer comes about some form or fashion there. Anyway, let's talk about pick 44. I think most of the players that we have conversations about and we're looking this week, Jeff, at the at the at wide receiver. We're circling back. We do all the weeks, then we circle back on like the five or six position groups that matter to the draft. There are like there to me, there are some positions that as we sit here, they could be filled in the coming days, but there are positions that matter in this draft. We're starting wide receivers. So today I wanted to kind of as we shift our thought away from 13, which we all know who we were talking about at 13, Jameson Williams, Drake London, Chris Alave, Garrett Wilson, all of those guys, Jameson Williams, those guys are out the door. They will all be gone, guaranteed gone by pick 43. So the Browns get up at 44. Now let's start talking about guys that are of interest, and we will cover the defensive tackle and defensive end group later, I promise. We're, we got several weeks until the draft, still five weeks. Um, we're looking at wide receivers that, that catch your attention. If Jahan Dotson will start there uh, and Kevo 680, thank you for subscribing seven months in a row. Oh, well, it looks like somebody passed out some subs. Uh, OG Philly, five subs. Of course he did. Much. Even I know that and I'm not here very yeah. often. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you. OG. Thank you for that, man. Um, and that went out to a couple different people, but Jahan Dotson's a guy that's that rings the bell a little bit here. Right? So if he's there at 44, is he one of the guys you're into if they were into him? What do you like about his game? Uh, the thing I like about Jahan Dotson is, and look, Penn State, you talk about an offense that's kind of similar to the Cleveland Browns, and look, I'm not – everyone just slow down for a second. In that they still play in, you know, a little bit of an older style type of football. They like to play defense down at Penn State. Uh, they hope to have the ability to run the ball. Um, they've never really had, you know, top-shelf quarterback play in the beginning of 2022. That could be the case. Jahan Dotson, some things that impressed me is understanding the nuances of his route, understanding when to basically pick it up. Um, you know, a defensive back is often by eight yards, bust your butt to close that gap as quick as you can hit that stem in the route, plant your foot, get to where you need to be. Um, the speed is there. Um, I think he tested a little bit lower than people expected him to, um, which makes an opportunity because there were times where, you know, it was starting to trend towards maybe Jahan Dotson was not going to be a possibility at all for the second round. Um, I think now that is certainly uh, you know a possibility for you Cleveland friends uh, who'd love to talk about the weather as far as a Cleveland Brown. I think we're going to be okay and check the boxes here with a picture like this of Jahan Dotson. Uh, solid athlete, um, you, production uh, in multiple years, You know, decent, solid production in multiple years at Penn State. Um, O.J. McDuffie, for the older folks in the room, former Penn State receiver, longtime Miami Dolphin, absolutely loves the kid's game. Um, that's certainly a selling point for me. It just doesn't matter that you went to the school. He could have talked about any player from Penn State. Uh, certainly wanted to speak up about J Jahan Dotson. And I think now the path is a little bit smoother when you're talking, oh, well, is it a wide receiver maybe in the second round or the third round? Um, you have Amari Cooper. You think the uh, growth plan for Donovan Peoples-Jones um, 
should continue. Um, if Anthony Schwartz isn't ready, you know, maybe Jakeen Grant can do some things early. I think Dotson could contribute in, you know, the, the jet motions, maybe a jet sweep here or there. For me, he's a really, really interesting option at 44. Uh, I do believe, and actually this probably worked out well for you, Jake, that you're doing wide receiver today, because if they're going to do something wide receiver wise here in the coming weeks, it's going to be minimal. Um, the, if you were to do the D line show tonight, that is something that could drastically change certainly, uh, you know, over the next week or two, or even maybe, I'm sorry, maybe even next week when you did your next episode. But Jahan Dotson's a, a player I like, and I think there's an ch- opportunity for him to progress in the NFL from a statistical output that he put down in his days in Happy Valley. Yeah, he's a guy who has an interesting inside-out plug, too. Like, people kind of have tried to peg him as a slot, Jeff. I found that interesting because he's, you know, he can play slot stuff, but he has played a lot of snaps outside for um, – you know, for his, his guys as well. One thing, so, one thing I reached out to some Penn state people and part of the reason maybe they decided to put him in the slot was they were, there maybe were some concerns about the arm strength of the quarterback. So maybe they thought yeah. in to an, to enhance one of their best assets, keeping him closer and obviously to, you know, taking the range of some of the throws to your best playmaker, as far as a wide receiver, that was a better Avenue for them. And obviously it works out for a player like Jahan Dotson, because I mean, we, the NFL loves their slot wide receivers. Um, but the ones that have the chance to be, you know, go to, you know, more of the hierarchy in the NFL are the ones that can excel in any spot you put them in. Yeah. And he's got experience in both. And that's what you like a team that runs 12 personnel 11. You can keep them on the field as a slot, right, Jeff. But also when you take those guys off, you have two wide receivers. He's comfortable enough to play outside. The other guy that we are talking about here, bigger body hamstrung by some injuries that happen, but still when he's gotten on the field, you saw it in the playoff, he can play. Mr. Pickens, talk about what you like about him and where he might surprise people and be in play a little earlier than we think at 44. This is where it's interesting for Pickens and, you know, obviously a good buddy of ours, John Costco. Yeah. You know, so from the PFF landscape, he is somebody that they, you know, think highly of. Um, And again, this is another player who played in an offense similar to what succeeds for the Cleveland Browns. You run the ball well. Wide receivers need to block. Uh, obviously, Pickens is capable of that. Um, you the, the production, um, you if you base it down to you know percentage, the opportunities he was given, he excelled with um, and, and did really, really well in that avenue. You know, obviously flashed early in his career at Georgia. Um, and one of the things that impresses me is he didn't have to come back. He didn't really have to come back. Um, you know, risking himself in these late season games, you know, Georgia was kind of set as far as the style of football they were playing. So there certainly there's a competitor in there, um, not to, you know, go Brown's way or Georgia way. There's definitely some dog into him, but uh, he was a player that, you know, if you had said, you know, before the knee injury, you know, late last spring, you know, George Pickens was definitely considered to be a guy who was going to be mentioned in round one. Obviously some players, you know, got some opportunities this season, rose their stock while Pickens mentioned, uh, you know, uh, sat most of the season. He's a player I like. Um, I, I like the body. He comes in. He's honestly, you know, probably comes in. He's the biggest wide receiver in the room. Um, you know, you what? You know, they. I think they do want to, you know, add a little bit of size, knowing that Grant is smaller, knowing that Schwartz is smaller. Amari Cooper. You know, I wouldn't say he's small, but he's not really this big menacing target. Donovan's and Peoples Jones right now you would consider to be the biggest wide receiver in the room. Um, but you, you would like the opportunity to go big, so you could, you know, run, you know, a twelve personnel of you know Nick Chubb. Um, Obviously, Pickens, DPJ, and have your tight ends out there. You know, have some maneuverability with those type of guys. Athletes, big, all of them, all of them, pretty good athletes. Makes for you know some certainly interesting you know dynamic as to what you're going to do here. Because I think what we know for sure 
to this point in 2022. This is going to be a million tons times of Amari Cooper, a lot of reps for Amari Cooper, and a lot of these guys are going to be on a growth plan. And whoever can succeed the quickest will see the path to you know being what would be labeled wide receiver two. We've been talking NFL draft wide receivers with Jake Burns from the OBR. We're going to continue with that as we cruise along here on your latest Lockdown Browns with your host, Jeff Lloyd, and tonight's guest, Jake Burns. It's that time of the year again as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. We are already into the Sweet 16 from latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. Make sure you subscribe or following the Locked On Browns podcast, five-star ratings, and written reviews. For sure. That's what they're trying to do is, like you said, if you can get people that are tough to cover one form or fashion, bigger bodies, guys who can move, get down the field, they think they have a quarterback now who can create more of those opportunities given the natural ordinance of the offense. Uh, I do think it starts to become interesting, Jeff. Another name I want to get your opinion on. I think you might not be quite as high as others. That's Sky Moore. <laughs> Listen, we got to have a talk with him about his wide receiver number. Anybody wearing wide receiver number 24, it's kind of hard to take them all too serious. But Sky Moore deserves to be taken serious. And there are people based on especially his best 10-yard, the 10-yard split for him was the best in this draft class in terms of burst. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of attention there. There's a lot of people that really like him. What are you a little hesitant about, Jeff? Um, I me, mean, this is for me, it's a competition thing. It, it, it's, you know, and look, everything about it checks out. Athleticism checks out. Statistical production checks out. Age isn't an issue. And be honest with you, look at him right there. That looks like a running back as far as rocking that number 24. <laughs> that needs to be a single digit. There needs to be a one dead center on that chest. Um, we'll let it go, Sky Moore. Um, for me, I think it's just more, there's more guys that I find appealing. I think I know exactly what Sky Moore is. This could be one maybe where I'm talking myself into maybe a potential of a Jahan Dotson, the potential of, you know, a, a Pickens going further. And the other thing is, is, you know, per two drafts now with Andrew Barry, um, the way it's been construed, it's been power five except one selection in both of these drafts. So, look, I'm not saying Sky Moore can't be that guy where they buck the trend this year and, you know, Look, to this point, they drafted one in each of the three years. Um, I think he's smart. I think he's technical. But when I see a player with him, you know, the senior, uh, going against the is, you know, I wonder, is is he beaten up, you know, on inferiority? Um, you know, look, I could be dead wrong here. Uh, you know, this is a good wide receiver class. There's got to be some that you put in a pecking or higher than others. Um, and I think for the most part, I think I'm an anomaly here on this one. It's nothing. It's nothing personal. I just think that there's some things that you, know, it, the way it's worked for Sky Moore, you know, certainly maybe give me just a little bit of pause. Um, maybe it's the fact that God's sakes, he really, really knows Mike Tomlin and his family very well. I don't know. But <laughs> with all that being said, Jake, um, it, of course, we're going to say that Sky Moore is going to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers and have you know a Heinz Ward type career. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a thing that makes you worry a little bit. Can, can you, can you find a role for him? He's got the explosiveness. I think we're also 
need to shift our frame of mind around the types of receivers that have come in here and the types of receivers that will fit now. I think this is why you start to ask this question about the next guy I'm going to bring up, which is I understand completely the uh, concerns built around the guardrails. I totally get it. Uh, but, but you're talking about just if they want to get athletes on the field and they view their window as right now, Jeff, it's no longer later. It's right now you start, you start to look at the other Watson, which is, which is Christian Watson here. So I know he's older. I know some of the things are raw, but like pretty athletic, he's going to fit all of those specifications. And if they want somebody to be their version of MVS or Will Fuller from the draft, right? Uh, you got a chance to draft that player. I think if you looked at pick 108 was like a range. I picked him in today's mock draft. But if you look at range 99 through 118, I would be interested. But I don't think 78 is probably where they'd have to take him. And he could be long gone before then. Long gone. Because not every team goes in line with the uh, the the age guardrails the Browns do. So I guess the question is 44, 78. Are you into him at that early selection? Because 44 might have to be there. He could, in a world, guys, in a month and a half here when this draft comes up, he could be gone. He could be gone before 44. So I guess the question is, is if he's sitting there at 44, do you think he's worth the time, the pick, the effort, the energy? Look, um, you like the fact that he's multifaceted. And one of the big things that's been discussed about the wide receiver class and the NFL in general here in the last you know few months is, can I get a Debo Samuel? And you look at size, matches up. Speed matches up. Has he done things that everybody has fallen in love with Debo Samuel? Does he do those things? He's carried the ball. Uh, he's physical. Physical player. He gets in there. Was there a lot of opportunities for him as far as a straight pure receiver? No, but that wasn't a knock on his ability. North Dakota State, I mean, they've done what they've done for so long. We don't have to open things up. We don't have to throw for 500 yards a game because until you stop us from the simplistic of things, we're not going to worry about the extreme things. Here is the one thing with Christian Watson, and this is not a negative. Demetri Felton was 23 his entire rookie season for the Cleveland Browns, a summer birthday, a late summer birthday. Christian Watson would be 23 years old his entire rookie season for the Browns. You know, he's really, really close as far as using as far as where his guardrail is concerned. Um, and that's where it gets a little bit tricky with him. Um, you certainly the thing with drafting at 44 is you expect this guy's going to be able to do everything I want him to do. And that's where maybe a little bit of pause, you know, pause and hesitation comes from is because he doesn't have those eye popping receiver numbers and, you know, showed well at mobile showed very well in, you know, a higher volume thing. It's all there. Is this a question where the system held him back? And will he be ready to go? And it's always difficult to ask somebody coming from a level like this, are we going to see the best version of this guy in the NFL? That's something you got to ask yourself. I mean, can he easily dupe what he did there? Sure, but enough to warrant being number 44. And that's where it gets tough. If you love him, it's 44. I agree with you. Size, athleticism. Um, you know, everything he can do on it. I don't think he sniffs 78. I don't think there's a shot of it. Yeah. I, I don't think he sniffs 78 either. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be a matter of the athlete is too good. No matter the age being this athletic period in your life is, is a, is a, is a thing that's hard for people to, to ignore, <laughs> even if there are some technical deficiencies, as we know, there are some technical deficiencies in his game. So, um, 
Yeah, we'll we'll move on. Is there anybody else, Jeff, that you would like wide receiver draft 44 or 78 that really piques your interest? At 44 and 78, it's a little difficult. It really is. I'm going to just throw one thing out here. Okay. And we went through this in the 20 – let's see here. I'm just making sure I'm out of – the 2020 draft. We were right about this time, and I do believe – you know, he went right in this range. The Browns didn't hold this pick at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pete kept saying, why not Grant Delpit? Okay. And, I, and for me, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, the reason it was just like, I never thought he would be here. But I don't know where this league is right now on Traylon Burks. I got to be honest. And when we start using terms for a player like Traylon Burks, oh, well, the testing was poor. He was having weight issues. You tell me that. Who's drafting that in the first round? You know, whatever you think of this film or not, that's when they say weight was an issue, that's something in the back of your head goes, hmm, you may really makes you wonder. I wouldn't be more, I, I wouldn't be stunned if Traylon, if we got to Friday night, round one complete, and a lot of people were saying we're gonna have to have a Traylon Burks dis- discussion. Because one thing you never would look, linemen. It's okay. We hear it all the time. About three, four linemen every year. But when we're talking about a wide receiver, six weeks, I guess his pro day was last week. You know, it was a week after the combine. When we're talking about a player's weight and whether or not they can have it where it needs to be, I don't know if that's some I don't know if that's a player that somebody's gonna put a first round investment into. It's it's a really, really and I like the kid. I love the kid's game. And, you know, maybe I'm trying to maneuver this, manufacture this. But when we're talking about a wide receiver and, oh, he was almost up to 245 last fall, that's something that's going to pause. It gives some pause and hesitation in a room whether or not you think that is first round worthy. Let me ask you this, Jeff. If, if who, okay, the day, day one comes and goes. Burks, is there anybody else realistic who could fall out of the first round or is sitting there? Guys, we've talked about that you would be interested in moving up to go get those guys. Now I know some things have to happen. They might sign some wide receivers and it becomes moot. But as we sit here today, you would say, man, if that guy's sitting there, I would go up to 33, whatever it took to go up to 33 and get that guy and get him on my roster for right now. Is Burks the only guy you can think of there? Is there anyone else? At the wide receiver position? I would say yes, I definitely would because I think what you about get Jameson if he falls with the injury. Whoa, 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 that, that, whoa, 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 whoa. Jameson Williams is Jameson Williams is wide receiver one in this draft. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from anybody. He and look, I know it's one year versus obviously what Garrett Wilson did. And Garrett, look, Garrett Wilson went into the combine, walked out of the combine, basically lit a cigar and said, "All right, y'all figure out the rest of this because I stamped my name on this." Um, but Jameson Williams obviously did not have that opportunity. Um, I don't think that, and this is another one. I don't think there's an chance in hell because I think somebody will jump up in round one and say, look, if I get him back in December, I'm cool with it. Or a good team, Buffalo Bills, one of these teams that says, look, you ain't got to do it right away. You know, when, when you're ready, you're ready. But Burks, if he, this was the case, and now you're talking to a kid, young man from the South, obviously probably somebody who's, you know, Deshaun Watson, a career path, somebody he's followed. You know what? Yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation here about the fact that Traylon Burks is still on the board when we hit about midnight Thursday night and we're going to stew on it, you know, for about 16, I'm sorry, 18, 20 hours. That's going to cause some legit, you know, let's sit down here and you know, where are we at with the rest of this picks? What do we feel we truly need to get done in this? Because we may have had something 
attainable fall our way that we never thought was going to be there. We've been chopping it up with Jake Burns talking about the eligible wide receivers in the NFL draft who might be Cleveland Browns fits. We're going to switch it up here. We're going to stay on that course here, though. We'll talk a little bit about here some of the injured wide receivers and how they may be viewed in the Cleveland Browns war room. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com going to continue here on Lockdown Browns. We're going to get in a little bit here about some of the injured wide receivers in this draft, how the Browns may view them. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. means the world to us. It's been a strong week here content-wise. You fans really enjoying what we're putting out. means the world to us. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Lockdown Browns podcast. Five-star ratings, written reviews, and again, appreciate you all for making us your first listen. Yeah, that's that's where those some of those discussions – uh, about positions of need. You talked about some DNs and D line guys that could, the Travis Jones of the world, or, you know, if David, let me ask you this one too. I know it's not D line week and we'll get there, but uh, if Ojabo's sitting there, a couple picks out in front of where you're at, I know the Achilles is nasty, but are you moving up for him? Is there anybody else you feel inclined to like jump up and take? Or are you very much sit still or, or do you, I mean, this is an interesting draft, Jeff, because now they just lost another pick. Do you see them trying to gather more ammunition for down the line? That's where I start to get like curious. Well, I, it, here's what, you know, if you can tell me, you know, that Jadavian Clown is coming back, they're going to sign a defensive tackle. That tells me, guess what? The first 22 is covered. You've got your starters everywhere. Everybody who's going to be a starter on this team is already within the building. That obviously gives you a lot more flexibility as to what you can do here as far as filling out the roster and for what will trend to be maybe your final 53. Burks will be one of those guys. Ajabo, that's obviously going to be like a, a pup list candidate. Um Ajabo, I think it's there's a ton there. There really is. But the question is going to be, you know, he was raw. He was really raw. And there was things you still had to work with him on. And the thing with David Ajabo in the situation is, is, you know, it's really hard to work with him on it in film. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This is one where it's, hey, David, can you stick after 10 minutes? Uh, you know, with Kip, Mr. Kiffin here, you know, let's work on the hand work. You know, the pads are coming out. No, you're going up. You need to go down with this hand. You need to go over with this hand. And those are things going to be really difficult to do with a guy who's coming back from an Achilles injury. If you're in on it and you look, if you loved him before and you thought he was any possibility that he was 13, then you can't ignore the fact that he could be possibly there at 44. Um, certainly not an ideal situation, but you know, you make these selections in the mind of, look, it is not necessarily just this year. And, you know, maybe he comes back in his sophomore year, you know, in his second year, and he's a really, really solid player. He'll be a guy, and he's going to be a tough call for a lot of teams because I'm sure there were a ton of teams that truly, truly liked him anywhere maybe from that 10 to 30 range. And now you got some decisions to make because now you can basically get him, you know, a whole round 
cheaper, and you can get three seasons as a possible starter at edge, and you're paying yeah. absolutely peanuts for him. Another question is Alave going round one in your opinion. I don't think you can see a guy run routes down the field as well as he does. Now I know he doesn't bring a ton of after the catch that some people crave, but if you get enough separation and you find ways to get open and you find ways to vertically get, get separation acquired, it's really hard, especially considering green Bay accumulating extra picks. So many teams that are sitting in that back half that will be interested in extra players at that position. It's hard for me to see Alave leave round one, Jeff, would you agree? The hard part I have here is I love Chris Olave. I love yeah. Chris, Jake. You know how I get about guys who just run routes and understand. Yeah. And the thing I like about Chris Olave is he is smart enough to run his routes to where the point is I'll make this catch, but somehow I'm also going to avoid getting blasted as you know, I'm ahead of the corner, but the safety's got the angle. He's really, really nuanced and smart on setting up his quarterback for throwing a protective ball. One I'll catch, but dude, don't lay me out. Um, yeah. And this is the part I have is I don't want Chris Olave to have to go deal with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, it, look, it was enough that Devontae Adams said, you know, look, I'm going to look for mine and I'm going to go. Cause essentially what we're hearing is that the money was the same. Um, and you know, Aaron Rodgers certainly put that team in the position they are, but I hate for Chris Olave to have to go. And the way it looks is, you know, go in there and Hey, you're going to be Aaron Rodgers's guy. That's a lot of pressure for a kid that I really like. Do I think he's capable of it? Yeah. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers, difficult at times. And, you know, puts too much focus on his number one receiver that, you know, it's always going to be you. And then we'll feed off on the secondary third guy, fourth guy, um, mm -hmm. tough spot for Chris Olave to be in, but he's certainly, certainly in contention for that spot. Who, let me ask you this. So we'll kind of start to wind down a little bit, fire off your questions. I'm trying to keep up with those questions, guys. Um, as best I possibly can. There was a question here about a job in the, in the, in the late round one. We just answered that one. Uh, Zarmley, thanks for finding us, man. Appreciate you finding us. Um, yeah, we, we start to talk about moves before the draft, Jeff, we know what they're going to do at DN. Let me ask you about two. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the Pierce kid, Cincinnati, Alec Pierce. Like, where are you on him? Great tester. To me, it's a duplication of Donovan people's Jones though. It's the same, it's the same vertical route tree player. He's an X. He's a lanky guy, just like Donovan. Great athlete. I think there's some some interesting element to that. But like, I like the player. I just think we already have that type of player here who's young, right? I, I just me personally. You might like him differently than that, but that's how I view him. I would say if we were having this discussion a week ago, where you know you thought maybe this wasn't going to work out, and the Browns were in a position, is it Baker Mayfield or is it going to be somebody similar? to Baker Mayfield. Sean Watson can throw a vertical. Um, maybe Alec Pierce has a little bit more appeal now. I'm not saying he does, but I'm saying I think it, you know, Alec Pierce, all right, I also I, I do think maybe his size, his athleticism, the verticality, Jake, you and I would have been saying for you know two seasons now. Um, if this team can't get vertical, there's only so much they can do offensively. And so would it be really that bad to say, okay, well, Pierce can get vertical, DPJ can get vertical. Um, Anthony Schwartz can get vertical. Cooper can do what he wants to do. He can use Kareem Hunt. He can use Demetric Felton. I, I would say he. I would say maybe he's a little bit more of a Browns target today than maybe he was the way this was currently constructed. Obviously, just a, a few days ago, um, he's an interesting player, and I, I think for him it, it, it's a tough spot because I think there's teams that are conflicted now. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, you're you're a little bit more 
you know, thinking, you know, you like Alec Pierce now that the testing was better than you presumed. Um, but, you know, then there's the other aspect of, you know, he is what he is. And, you know, I, I want to run some screen games. I, I need some guys that, you know, can confuse defenses as far as jet motions and those type of things. Um, you know, no question the guy is certainly on the rise. The question would be is, you know, is he more on the radar, so to speak, now that you have a player like Deshaun Watson? I would say yes, but um, it would also depend. I mean, if the Browns are in a position where they can't go wide receiver at 44, is this name now, now a name that maybe looks a little bit more prettier at 78? Yeah, I think I think he's he's interesting at 78. I just wonder some of the replication of skill sets become interesting to me. So I wanted to throw that out there. Kevo asked about Mechie. Mechie, a guy who's just been overlooked because of all of the talent around him for years, gets hurt, unfortunately gets hurt right before J-Mo gets hurt, uh, the game before J-Mo gets hurt there in the semifinal. And it's heartbreaking for him because he probably had – late first, second, early second talent, but now slips a little bit. Are you interested in Mechie at 44? Do you start to see him uh, as a realistic player if he's there at 78? Have you given him much study, Jeff? No, I, I do like John Mechie. And it was actually funny the way this season went because obviously everybody it, you know, watching Alabama was all about Mechie. You know, there was this kid who transferred in out of Ohio State that had a couple of blips, a couple of flashes up in Columbus. Um, and they were I thought they were a beautiful Beautiful combination. And I kind of described it a couple times. Um, you know, you look like you know what the Cowboys had in obviously you know, CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. I thought between Jamison Williams and John Mechie, they were that kind of combination. You know, Jamison was one that was gonna scare the living daylights out of you. So if you put your attention that way, John Mechie was one that was gonna kill you to death. And you know, you love the phrase, you know, death of a thousand paper cuts. I think John Mechie would have been that guy because oh, guess what? Keep dropping your safeties. No problem. I'll work this middle. I, you know, I'll do my uh you know, my, my uh, quick, you know, bang routes where it's five yards in and I'm going right to a sideline. Um, Mechie, the question is going to be is, you know, how much do the Browns need? You know, can the Browns be patient with an injured player? Um, we'll see. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to have that kind of timetable, um, especially with the fact that, you know, you may not have your quarterback, you know, Right away, uh, you may be playing with a Jacoby Brissett. You may be playing with a Nick Mullins. Would you rather be able to have all these guys there so they can get acclimated? And then when a player, uh, you know, Mechie's ilk is ready to go, you know, it's kind of a thing. It's it's a tough spot with these guys, and I, and I, I hate the process, and it aggravates me for Jamison Williams, John Mechie, and certainly for David Ojabo. I mean, these kids put in, you know, you know, two set, you know, basically two decades to get to this point. And a lot of it just gets rocked to its core, and it's really, really, really tough. Um, Mechie, I think, will end up career-wise, will end up being under-drafted um, just because I think he's one of those guys. Everybody wants one in the wide receiver room, um, but it's not one of those ones that you're going to go all in on. He's going to certainly have more value during his NFL career, and maybe it's the injury than he did during his draft process. So we've given you guys a real deep dive here, obviously, into – uh, the possibilities for the Browns at the wide receiver position in this year's 2022 NFL draft. Certainly a lot has changed now as the Browns uh, earliest selection in the draft is pick 44 overall. Had a blast with Jake Burns from the OBR. Make sure you're following Jake and obviously all his work and a little bit more coming to his plate due to uh, some recent changes over at the OBR. Always appreciate our time together with Jake. Um, for myself, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, uh, make sure you're following over there. A lot of content. The show uh, the show's page, at Locked On Browns, follow back account. DMs are open. 
Uh, just a lot coming on here in the next five weeks or so as we close in on the NFL draft. The Browns trying to get finished here in free agency. We're going to cover it like we always done, and we're going to cover it well. Make sure you're following or subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Five-star ratings, written reviews. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.